Second hour, Darren, Donnick, and Chase on this rainy Thursday morning. Darren McFarlane, Chase McCabe alongside. Willie D is out in Denver tonight. It's the Preds and Avalanche. 8 o'clock puck drop. Pre-game at 7. Everything heard right here on 102.5 The Game. By the way, Johnu Smith, Titans tight end, will join us at 11.30. Keith Bullock, great linebacker for the Titans for a long time. Mr. Monday Night is on the line with us. Keith, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you fellas doing on this rainy Thursday? It is rain, rainy and cold, man. It's like no, it feels like November. Oh wait a minute, it is November. <laughs> Y'all Football are inside, weather. so it's all good until you get out here in it. So it's all you know. As a player, relative. did the element what what did what did you think as a player? Cold, rain. What did, were you okay with it? Uh, they had to go through it too, so I didn't even put that in my mind. You know, that's just something to kind of take you out of your game. So I just looked at it. You know, the, they're not going to cancel the game, and the <laughs> opponent has to play in the same conditions. So I don't even worry about it. But I can't lie. Like you know, there's like you know that New England game up there um, back in '03 when it was like '04 uh, oh, yeah. when it was minus temperatures. Like there are parts throughout the day, especially at night games, where you're like, yo, if it's 10 degrees now at 8 o'clock at night, it's definitely going to be way colder. <laughs> so, you know, I, I prefer um, warm. Like, I, I can do heat because you can always get an IV. And, you know, um, I feel like my conditioning will be uh, up to par with the heat and the elements. But cold is cold, you know. Uh, Keith, I was at that game. I was in the warm press box, so I really can't complain oh, but you know when they show the, the the stupid fans the drunk fans on the jumbotron you can usually doesn't matter cold they've been drinking all day that you can see them with no shirts i think they showed we got one shot during the course of that game of one patriots fan that just tells you how cold it is only one idiot in the stand with his no shirt off or with no shirt on for that game of course you probably spent the next three weeks in the hospital you know, yeah, well, I, I bet if it was in Buffalo, it would have been more than one. I <laughs> you're pr- you're it probably right. You're probably right. I remember talking to Neil O'Donnell after that game, and I said, you know, because you know McNair was banged up, and he was having a hard time moving around in the fourth quarter. He could barely break the huddle. And I said, did you did you want to go in? Did you think you were going in? And he looked at me, and he said, are you kidding me? Hell no. <laughs> He's like, I couldn't even feel my body. I've been sitting there for three quarters. I couldn't feel anything. That sounds like Neil. That's about right. That's how it goes. (laughs) So you've been watching this team. We've been following your tweets on social media. So the the Titans sit here in a spot they don't want to be in, but they're four and five, and they've got Kansas City this week. When you've watched them to this point, what do you see? Um, To this point, you know, I see a team with a very, very good defense. Um, They've been playing good defense all year, but, um, you know, offensively, they just haven't been able to get any consistency. And, um, you know, you can talk about the quarterback play as much as you want, but just as the whole, you know, unit moves and works together, it just doesn't, um, hasn't been consistent. You know, you look at last game, you know, they're usually a good team against the penalties, and it was the penalties that was killing them. Um, you know, I find like they put themselves in situations where they're always digging out of a hole. Like they're never really in position to uh, play with a lead and really command and take control of a football games. And they haven't really done that too much this year. I mean, but look, they're still in a good spot. Um, you know, I'm sure they would like to be in a better spot, but um 
I feel like they'll beat Kansas City. You know, I feel like this is the type of team where they'll put together a game plan. If, you know, they pay attention to Kansas City, you know, the way to, to beat them is to go at them and keep their offense off the field. And I feel like when the Titans are clicking, they do a great job of ball control, utilizing the run and the play action um, to, to to put points on the board and, you know, keep opposing offenses off the field. And, you know, with with this um, team that's coming in, you know, if those three and outs from the offense will really, really um, put the defense in a hole because they're going to have to play against so much speed and so much talent. And um, I think it's on the offense's shoulders this week, um, you know, to, to, to bring this game home for the Titans. Interesting. Uh, you know in the heyday, back in the day, that um, the, your, the defenses that you were part of were best in the league. They were fantastic. And you knew what they were going to do on the other side of the ball. No matter who the opponent was, they were still going to give the ball to Eddie George. And Eddie was going to yeah. run, run, run. It seems like this team struggles on week to week on rather, whether or not they want to pound Derrick Henry or not. When you see Derrick Henry, because you played with Eddie George – and they were similar, just big bruising backs. What are you? What do you see? Like, why do you think there's a hesitation? Like I said, back in the day, you know Jeff Fisher and what you guys were doing on the offensive side of the ball. You knew Eddie was going to get his carries. He was going to get twenty, twenty-five, even maybe even more throughout the course of the game, depending on how right. it was playing out. Why? Why the reluctance to to have you know Derrick Henry get too many of these fourteen and fifteen carry games out of him? Uh, I think the game, well, the game has definitely changed in that um, respect. But then at the same time, I feel like that falls on on the coordinator. Um, like I said, Indianapolis, they went up to Kansas City and and handled um, and handled them. And what they did, they ran at them. You know, they uh, Max, the running back for the Colts, got the ball uh, twenty nine. I believe it was twenty nine times, and he ran for one hundred and thirty two yards. Uh, why the Titans don't utilize that. I think, um, you know, to be quite frank, a lot of times they find themselves in bad situations where, um, you know, they'll get a good game and then there's a penalty. So now it's first and 15, or they're usually playing in, you know, second and longs and third and longs. So to really get the running game going consistently and sticking with it, I think, um, you know, the offensive coordinator might get a little discouraged when he feels like, all right, now he has to get back a chunk of yardage. So we're playing from a third and manageable situation. But I, I personally feel you know, at least from last game, that's last couple games, that's what I saw. But I honestly truly don't know why they um, do not attempt to feed Derrick Henry because, of, as we all have seen, um, defenses wear down towards the end of the game. Um, McCaffrey breaking that run last week wasn't because, you know, you know, he was killing and torching the Titans' defense. It was because, look, the defense in the fourth quarter eventually broke down. He found the seam, and a great back like that, you know, he's been doing it all year. And we see that we have a back like that on our side um, in Derrick Henry. Like you said, he's a bigger back, um, and you wouldn't expect for him to be able to hit the home run, but we all know that he can. And I don't know and don't understand why he's not featured to get to other aspects of the offense such as a John New Smith and um uh Brown into the into the mix. We're talking to Keith Bullock, former Titans linebacker. He's here with us on Darren Donick and Chase. And Keith, having played the linebacker position uh for so long, you, you look at what the Titans have now and Evans and Landry and, and Jayon Brown, 
how beneficial is it going to be once Jeffrey Simmons really starts to come into his own to have him in front of those guys to be able to open up the lanes for the linebackers like Albert Hainsworth and others were able to do for you? Well, we played um, a totally different defense. Um, you know, they're in a 3-4, and we played a 4-3. So, you know, I don't know how their D-line is coached, but our D-line definitely was coached not to hold anybody up. You know what I'm saying for me? So that's why you see Albert being able to have the type of seasons that he was able to have once he got the grasp of the defense. But, yo, Jeffrey Simmons, um, he's going to be a beast. You know, just to get out there off of uh, a Thursday practice, uh, a midseason Thursday practice, and go out there and make a play to affect the cause of the game and to just keep getting um, better and better each game. When I say better, um, you know, with more reps, he's only going to get better. He's going to get healthier when that, when that knee starts to come around. Um, but as far as the linebackers go, I, the linebackers could totally benefit off of a guy like that. Um, you know, Jarrell Casey is still there. You see how, um, you know, Jarrell is able to still do things later in his career. So I honestly, to actually get back to your original question, I don't know that their defense is structured for the D-line to um, complement the linebackers in the, in the sense that you're speaking of, but they complement the linebackers in the sense that, you know, Rashad is a sideline-to-sideline player. Jayon has been showing his um, – coverage skills a lot this year and being able to affect passes and, and, and those things. So, And obviously we know what's going on in the back end. I think those guys with Vaccaro, Logan, and Bayer do a great job of communicating. So this defense is a time for them to gel now because obviously nothing was picked up in free agency. But when you get a first-rounder like Simmons midway through the season with fresh legs, it might as well be a brand-new player um, to your defense. Keith, I can remember back in the day of, you know, before I even got into the media business of being a fan, I could look at this Titans team and I could tell you who the leaders in that locker room were. You just saw it on the field and in the community. When you look at this current Titans team, does it stand out to you who the leaders are? Um, You know, I, I definitely see Kevin Bayard as a, a consistent leader. Definitely seen Wesley Willier as a leader, although he's not on the forefront anymore. But you know what he's done in the past, and for them to keep him on the team, um, you know, I, I definitely see him playing a leadership role. But look, I don't know what goes on in that locker room. And obviously, we know the most vocal people are the people that are always on the interviews and, and whatnot. Um, I feel on my team, my team's, um, you know, leadership was kind of done led by example like you put it on the field and then you know you get guys to respond there and then if guys aren't responding you know we handle things different within the locker room um or in the practice facility i mean or on the practice field you know uh back then like it wasn't really about like i didn't care about being my teammate's friend you know it would be great if, if it works out and we're friends off the field but i know that we were here to do a job you know when i got into the league i was with you know, Bruce Matthews and Eddie and all those legends, and they were fresh off of a Super Bowl loss. So it was a no BS type of mentality um, when I got here, and I tried to hold that down, and I felt like I did as much as possible. And I just think the league is different now in a sense because everybody wants to be liked, and, you know, everyone, not everyone is, um, you know, up for telling people what really needs to be heard in order to come to one common goal. And in the NFL, it's all about wins. And um, 
I don't know, with social media and all this stuff, uh, it's it's a totally different game. So I think it was easier um, back when I played to really kind of get to people um, without really taking their feelings into consideration. Obviously, you know, off the field, we're all it's 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 one thing, but on the field, man, like you know, we all have something to do, and it's hard to be a leader, especially a vocal leader, um, if you aren't 100% on your assignment. So you can't be out there messing up and, you know, coming back and trying to get on somebody about them doing their job. So it's tough being a leader um, in any aspect of, of work or life, football or, you know, regular workforce. Amen to that. You are dead on right. Hey, good to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it. We always want to get your perspective, and uh, let's do it again down the road soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, that is former Titans linebacker Keith Bullock. And uh, some interesting stuff in there. We will come back more with Darren, Donick, and Chase. Like I said, Johnu Smith, Titans tight end at the bottom of the hour. More coming on ESPN 1025, the game.